Ladies and gentlemen, you know what that sounds. You know what that sound means. We are back in action, rocking a beer. It might just be a Bud Light, but I still said ah because it's the delicious. The big two zero episode twenty. The big two zero had to bring back the brewskis for the Fumble Brewskis twentieth episode. Am I it's right, Spencer? Really, yeah, it's really the only way you can do it. I know you guys missed and we, it. We have a pretty special episode planned for episode twenty. Oh, we got yeah, we got a few a few key debates we're gonna go over, including one that frankly neither of us really have a have an answer to. Yeah. But everybody's gonna have an opinion, and we're actually gonna get to find out what happens. It should be fun, man. It should be nice to actually debate it up. With this one, it can go either way. I think it really is all going to start on how this kid plays on Sunday. But it's a franchise-altering week for some, you know. If you guys can catch our drift, we're talking about Mr. Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz for the Eagles. But more on that later, you know. Yeah, I think we're going to start off in Cleveland today. Ooh, in the Cleveland. To the dog pound. We outskied, you know. Out to the dog pound. Out to the dog Nine pound. Nine and three. After they destroyed the Titans. Like, they, they crushed them all game. I did not right? see that coming. They dominated from the get-go, man. Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Are they for real, though? <clears throat> it's it's kind of crazy, and I really think it all depends. It all boils down to, I think, Baker Mayfield, you know. Like, that running game, we know Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb is insanity. Two extremely talented backs, and you can just shove either of them down your throat. They've got an, a very improved offensive line. And that defense, especially that front four with Miles Garrett leading it up, is pretty nice, man. But it all boils down to Baker Mayfield. Beginning of the season, bro, he was buns. But it's almost like since Odell came down, he's actually gotten better. It's like he doesn't have to force it to him. And he is balling Spencer. And it's kind of scary. I mean, I mean that's true. Like He has played better recently, and he's played better, like I guess, since Odell got hurt. But at the same time, Baker Mayfield is the type of quarterback that I think drives you crazy. Because he'll suck, and then I'll have like a huge game. Everybody loves him again. Everything's all right. Baker's a winner. Then he'll suck again for like three or four games. Maybe maybe five or six, and then he'll come back with another four touchdown game. Like if you look at his last, if you look at his last uh, two months, let's say, ready in week seven, he had they won 37-34, and he had a five touchdown, one interception game, huge. Then he went three straight weeks without a touchdown. Then had two touchdowns, and now this past week, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Again, so does this mean he falls back? Into his hole after this big performance. See, man, he's won the last straight four, and since that one interception, Spencer, you know what I heard. I mean, he ba- you know what I, I mean, heard. He barely beat Houston. Eleven he touch- beat Philly, and he fa- barely beat Jacksonville. Since that interception on the first drive of Week Seven, bro, he's thrown eleven touchdowns without an interception. Eleven to zero. Whether I it's mean, game managing, yeah, he's been playing well. No, he's been playing well. Whether it's game managing, whether you have to ball out and win like he did just now, you got to remember he can always feed it to those backs if he wants to. But when he wants to pass it, he can light it up, man. I think Baker's thing has always been. I mean, I don't even know if it's game managing. <clears throat> In weeks eight and nine or eight and ten, 
He had 122 yards, zero touchdowns, and 132 yards, zero touchdowns. But he didn't like, lose That's him. not a productive game. But he didn't lose him the game. I mean, yeah, he didn't lose him the game. I mean, one of the, one of the games they lost. But he no. didn't, like, he's not losing them games, I guess. But when you're not putting up that many points and you're not, you're barely beating bad teams, uh, I think it's worrying. That being said, they played a pretty good team in Tennessee. And absolutely smack them around. Hey, man, he's hot. Jarvis has gotten very hot. Shout out my boy, Godson80, Jarvis Landry. You are the truth. I've missed you from Miami. But I'm glad to see the last two games Jarvis Landry's popping off. They seem to be connecting really well. And Jarvis and Baker had a decent connection before Odell got there, you know. And again, I really do think, as weird as it is to say, Odell going down... He just seems to be connecting with more guys. He's more in rhythm. He's not just forcing it like I got to throw it eight times to Odell, you know. So what does that mean for Odell's future in Cleveland? I don't know. Like I don't think it. I didn't think it was the best fit. I didn't really see why they got. It's Odell. never been fantastic. Yeah, and I mean he's coming off an injury. You know, him and Jarvis are great friends, so I could definitely see them staying. Like I'm sure Jarvis will advocate for him to stay. But I think Jarvis is a guy who deserves to be a wide receiver one. And Odell there doesn't let that happen, you know. And he, he, Yeah, he's never going to be a wide receiver one with Odell there. And the offense I don't just, know if he'll ever get to wide receiver one status again. I, to be completely honest, because I think he spends a lot of time in the slot. And it's really hard to become the guy from that position. Hey, man. Larry Fitzgerald played a lot of time in the slot. Obviously a much bigger player, so he could play on the outside more. Exactly. But Jarvis played everywhere. But Jarvis got them crazy routes, the heart, man. I mean, Jarvis is sick. Jarvis is sick. But the way the NFL, a lot of NFL teams are going right now, is that a lot of teams need some big wide receiver that they can throw jump balls to. I mean, the only real route running guy that was at the top of the league was Antonio Brown. No, of course. I, I think though, like Baker is really a guy who's relies a lot on confidence, you know, and he's hot right now. And just having a guy like Jarvis, who's also a very cocky guy, is good for him right now. I don't see why... Oh, yeah, I I agree. I don't see why Odell and Jarvis don't work as well as they should. I mean, it worked in college. They've got to figure it out. I wouldn't... But is it it an Odell and Jarvis problem, or is it a... I think it's a coach. Odell and Baker and Jarvis and Baker and the coach. I think it's a coaching problem, man. Like... Baker's forcing a little bit too much to Odell. He should let it happen more naturally. But they've got to scheme it up also for like Odell to actually make plays. And it- Well, if that's a coaching thing, I've actually heard some rumors recently, now that the Browns are 9-3, and three, uh, that the Browns coach, Kevin Stefanski, might be in the running for Coach of the Year. Coach of the Year. I mean, I'd, I guess, like, sure, you can put him in the race. But I think he's Adam got to be behind Tomlin and got to be behind Flores, right? Got to be behind Adam Gase, bro. I mean, Adam Gase. I guess Adam Gase probably is the most secure job in the league right now until the end of the season, and then he's automatically fired. I mean, if they fired Greg Williams before Adam Gase, you know, you got it begs the question, are they ever going to fire him? They, they're not going to fire him the rest of the season, I don't think. Insanity. Right. What like what's the point? Of course, I like what's the point? I mean, yeah, it'll screw over. I mean, it's gonna be a new team with Trevor Lawrence, also. Yeah, you don't want to screw over an interim kid. You don't want to scar him like that. 
I mean, interim head coaches usually do fine. In fact, this year interim head coaches are like three and zero in their first games. Yeah, but you get that new spark. You know, like your team is a little bit more motivated. But, but the that, Jets don't want us exactly. I don't. Do you really want that when you're tanking for Trevor? No. So they won't do it. Exactly. They can't do it. So, um. But but I mean like obviously that makes sense. I don't blame them for doing that. But Adam Gase one is automatically fired at the end of the year. But I don't think there's any reason now to fire him before the end of the year. Oh yeah, he's doing he's doing what they need. He, he's losing them games. You know. He he's. I mean, Greg Williams deserves to be fired after that. After that miracle like touchdown. All out blitz. Who leaves? Yeah, and all out blitz leaving one on one guys. On the corners, like what are you doing? Especially when one of those guys is Henry Ruggs, who you know is literally yeah, a blazer. Yeah, what four three four four forty? Yeah, like you're just, you're just being foolish, man. Come on, you know, be be a little better than that. Be a little smarter, you know. What did you have? Never, I mean, that's I, like that's like you you're trying to lose at that point, right? If you're playing Matt, exactly, dude. If you're playing Madden. Coach suggestions would have just told you, man, man up three deep, bro. Stupid. Yeah, yeah exactly. Wouldn't have even given you a blitz option. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no way they're giving you a blitz option. I mean, I guess that's why he's fired. And you said Stefanski is actually a coach of the year runner? To tie- I mean, I've, I've started to hear rumors that he might be in the running. I definitely think Coach Flo is a lot better than him, bro. Like, the Browns are a team who had hype last year and they fizzled out and now they're realizing their potential. Fuck that, bro. The Dolphins are clapping, man. Flores is proving that he should be in the coach of the year discussion. I don't know how he wasn't in it last year, man. Yeah, I mean, this year I think he's definitely in there. That being said, I think the the situation with the Dolphins is kind of weird right now because we haven't really been playing that well recently. We've been winning games, but we haven't been playing that well. Uh, our defense has been playing fantastic. We haven't been like a league storyline, which I think makes it kind of hard for Flores to win Coach of the Year. That being said, if we win one playoff game, then I think he's definitely Coach of the Year. Especially after Tomlin just lost to the Redskins. Yeah, I mean, if you, right, he's yeah. got to be up there. No, yeah, especially after he lost <clears throat> to the Redskins. I think so. It would, I do think it would take something crazy. Like we'd have to go toe to toe with the Chiefs, maybe even win. You know, for them to be like, oh shit, like Brian Flores' defense just shut down the Chiefs' offense, or it contained them. You know. Yeah, that would be something crazy. But I agree. We don't have the the spotlight right now. Like, maybe if Tua was balling like Herbert and Burrow are, you know, like we would get a little bit more fame and attention to us. But it's just not happening. And I'm actually kind of mad at the Dolphins, man. We are not playing to what our record is, and it sucks, man. Like I think our like, I just don't think our team is that good. Like I know we've been hyping them up for the last couple weeks on the show. But, like, I saw them play again, and it's just like, god damn, man. Like, that's the fucking Bengals, and you guys can't move the ball on them. You guys can't score consistently. Like, it's Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, so I have mixed opinions because, okay, I think our defense is very good. Oh, I think our defense is one of out. the best in the league, no question. Ogba's a revelation. Ogba's a revelation. Xavier Howard's might might be the best corner in the league. Bucky Brooks called him a dark horse um, defensive player of the year candidate. I love Stephon I mean, Gilmore, bro. Yeah, I mean, we're, he's a turnover machine. 
like he could be a wide receiver. You know what I mean? He catches, he he gets an interception every game at this point. I think he's got six games in a row, seven games in a row, maybe, um, with an interception. But either way, the question's really been the offense. And you're right, I have not been impressed with our offense, especially. Like I gotta say, Tua still looks. Uh, I don't know if it, unsure is not necessarily the right word because he's doing a fine job. But the offense, when Tua has been in, has not looked very dynamic. Except for like the third quarter of that Bengals game, it looks good. And it looks good in the Arizona game. But other than that, it hasn't really looked fantastic. Uh, and at least not good enough to beat good teams, right? I don't know if it's rust, if it's like he's just not all there yet up to speed. But like, I don't know. He doesn't seem to have exactly like when things are going his way. He's doing well. As soon as a little bit of shit starts to go wrong, like with that Broncos game, like once he starts getting lit up, that offense is not dynamic. It's stagnant. We can't move the ball. We can't percolate. I mean, yeah, like, the problem is in turnovers. Like he still hasn't thrown an interception. Yeah, no interceptions. Yeah, a lot of times it's very stagnant. We're not fumbling. We're just not progressing. You know, thank God we have Jason Sanders, the fucking easy money sniper out here. Alleg- I mean, the, the Miami Dolphins, I've said this before on the show, the Miami Dolphins are like the a very prime example of like how good it is to have good special teams. Because we have an automatic kicker and an automatic punter, which helps immensely throughout the game. Dude, the field goal position in the punting game is unreal. Pat McAfee, if you ever listen to this episode, I love you to death and... Punters are definitely people because they changed the game insanely, man. Johnny Hecker on the Rams is d- definitive proof of that. Matt Hack is getting up there. Johnny Hecker is a legend. Yeah, I'm saying Matt Hack is getting up there, though. Hack yeah, attack. Oh, yeah. Matt, Matt Hack is on that level, I think. Hack attack. I, like, I, was, like, I don't think he's as good as Johnny Hecker right now, but he, I think he's very, very close to that level. Like He consistently pins you inside the 10, inside the 20. Uh, very frequently, I mean, like, fairly frequently, at least inside the five for that matter, uh, and he can boot it about 60 yards downfield. And if you can get a punter to consistently do that, then you're winning, right? Yeah, man, and we've always had good special teams ever since Darren Rizzi, man. Like, I think that's one of, that's always been, like, a good thing about our, like, our, our Dolphins is that we have a good special teams, and now coupled that with our good defense, we're getting them, we're pinning that offense back, and then Dude, that our defense loves ramping up that pressure on the goal line. Dude, those sacks. First of all, I don't know how that wasn't a touchdown or a safety. Um, when they like they smacked they smacked the Bengals down deep in the end zone in like the third quarter, Spence. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Christian Wilkins should have had a touchdown. Yeah, Ogwen Wilkins, bro. But no, like, but I see that time and time again, and like I just love that pressure we can bring now, and it's something. I mean, we've if you missed. watch the end of that, if you watch the end of the last game. There was, what, almost four sacks on the last drive alone? Mm-hmm. Or the last two drives alone? I mean, they were ramping up the pressure and nobody could stop them. And yeah, Ogba's been fantastic. Shaq Lawson has been great. And even Sealer in the middle has been pretty good. Sealer. Um, and that's a lot of credit to coaching, I think. Because last year, our defense was not very good. But between Flores and the defensive coordinator... They've they've figured something out. And Plus they've they've kind of revamped the personnel. And that's kind of why I think that Flores is a guy who deserves coach of the year. When you draft, you listen to your GM. But when you sign free agents, 
like, yes, your GM is involved in it, but like you're going for who your coach wants, you know? And this is Flores going after his guys. Dude, he got laughed at for signing Ogba and Shaq Lawson, Landon Roberts. They're like, dude, you guys need guys who are going to go for sacks. They've all been fantastic. Yeah. Landon Roberts, too. Landon Roberts, I mean, he's a run stopper. He's exa- in exactly what we needed. But like Ogba and Shaq Lawson, they're like, yo, these guys do not get pressures. They don't get sacks. And you guys need pass rushers. Like, what are you guys doing? You're just getting run stoppers. Ogba was leading the league, leading and, the league in sacks last year, last Og- week. Ogba was leading the league in sacks. He's a top three guy in it. Shaq Lawson constantly brings the heat, bro. Like, it's crazy. And that just to me shows, like, Flores said, fuck you guys. I know what I need in my scheme. I know what I want. I know the motor. I know the play style. These are the guys I need. I'm a former defensive coordinator. I know my shit. And he has retooled that off, that defense, in an insane way. If we get a safety next year... We're disgusting. I mean, just the fact that we had a like a one year turnaround of this caliber, I think yeah, I think that's what leads to coach of the year. Especially I mean, if we end up making the playoffs, if we win a game, but but we have to make the playoffs for him to have a shot at coach of the year, I think. I mean if we win the division, um, Golden. If we win the division then definitely. I don't think we're gonna win the division after watching the the Monday night game, Bills versus 49ers, the Bills looked very good. Josh Allen is, wow. Yeah, he's, he's pretty good, actually. He's, he was very accurate last night. Always, like, bought himself enough time and just, like, made plays. He looked very good. Dude, I've got to I've gotta eat my words, man. At one point, I remember when Josh Allen and Carson Wentz were coming out. I didn't really like either prospect. But I thought Carson Wentz was going to be much better than Josh Allen. I mean, I mean, I don't think you're alone there. I think a lot of people did too. I did not think that Josh Allen was ever going to be able to control that accuracy. I knew he had a cannon. I called him the that's, white cannon. That's that's improved. I gotta say, like, I cre- called credit the- to Josh Allen because that's improved. I think like dramatically year over year, his accuracy has gotten way better. I called him the white Cam Newton when he was coming out. He had that crazy athleticism, bro. He's six foot five, two thirty seven, with an absolute cannon of an arm, you know. And hey, yeah. Baker Mayfield was the first guy in that. In that, that was a weird quarterback class, man. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, and Josh Allen, and Josh Rosen, you know. And to think that Josh wow. Allen is probably the best guy out of that class, you know. Sam Darnold's I mean, probably two, get... out, two out of four of those guys are pretty bad. Sam Darnold's probably losing his job this year, and Josh Rosen doesn't even play. I don't think Sam Darnold's a bad quarterback at all. I don't think he's a bad quarterback, but he's I not... don't think he's going to be winning anything with the Jets. I think he's got to go somewhere else. I think it's going to be the Jets are done with him too. I think it's going to be. I think he's just not durable, mainly because he plays too much hero ball. I see him do like almost as like. I don't know why I get this feeling, but whenever I watch Sam Darnold, I get like baby Matt Stafford vibes off him, you know? I mean, maybe. Like, he hasn't he, shown, I don't think he's shown the leadership yet. Of, no, that's of what like I'm saying. Like a very immature, raw Matt Stafford. But I mean, like he's got the arm, he's got that wow potential, and he can make those crazy plays and throws. He just doesn't I mean, maybe seem that's to put good, it all together there. Maybe that's you know? a good test for him if he if he does end up somewhere else. I think he's actually put on a pretty short leash though, because now that there are all these questions, if he goes somewhere and, and gets the starting job, but doesn't do well, 
No. That, then I think it'll be much harder for him to find a job anyway. Of course. I mean, like, dude, if you're a quarterback and you're going to your second stop, it's already a bad sign. You know, teams don't let go of quarterbacks that are good very lightly. Um, I think a guy like Sam, I just got a crazy idea, you know, a team like the 49ers, you know, if you don't have could, a, if you don't have a high enough draft spot to take a guy, I would sign Sam Darnold. Why not? You know, like make him compete in camp with my second round or third round QB. Like I would do it. Make him compete with Jimmy G. Like why not? Or I mean, yeah, he's if, definitely a guy you can at least bring in to compete for a starter. Yeah, if you're the Bears, you know you've got a late pick. You know, like why not? Like Bears Sam, to compete with Trubisky. Sam Darnold is a high upside guy, and I think his career is not done in the NFL. Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, goodbye. Josh Allen solidified, which is very insane. And Baker Mayfield, like we were talking about earlier, he's hot right now. Jury's out on like Baker Mayfield is definitely, I think, solidified himself as a starter. Of course, he hasn't no. solidified himself as like consistently good, but he's definitely a starter on any team he's on. Yeah, I mean, this might be his first Pro Bowl year, maybe. You know, like he hasn't got one yet. Maybe I don't even know if it's going to be Pro Bowl year, but but. Let's move on to to our main debate, which is another quarterback, uh, quarterback controversy. But this one's got a little more juice behind it. All the juice. I tried to bring so, it up earlier when I was saying that I thought Josh Allen wasn't as good as a, a prospect as Carson Wentz. Oh, I I know. I heard you sneak it in there. Ooh, I got too excited. Getting, yeah, you got a little excited. Don't get ahead of yourself. I got a little half. But we're going here on. now. We made it. We're here now. Right. So Carson Wentz. Carson uh, has James has been benched, right? For at least this week, Jalen Hurts has been named the starter. And that leaves a lot of questions for Eagles fans. And I think the main question is, what the fuck happens now? Because Carson Wentz was supposed to be the guy, right? They went all in on Wentz after one year. And now, like, it does not look good for them. They're, they're in a pretty bad situation in my, my book. In everyone's book, Spencer. In the money book, in your book, salary cap, it's all fucked. Ugh. I mean, yeah, it's really bad. So, so Carson Wentz, last year, signed a contract for four years, $128 million. Right, that's a lot of money, hundred seven thousand guaranteed. But that means his salary cap hit for this year is eighteen million six hundred thousand. Right, eighteen million dollar hit to your salary cap for a guy that's sitting on your bench. You can't keep it, right? Right. But who's gonna take it? For the guy that just got benched, who's been to the playoffs what one year, and is now leading the league in turnovers. Dude, it's not just that he's leading the league in turnovers. He is like terrible in every single regard. He's posting he's posting a career low in yards per attempt, 6.0. Passer rating 72.8. Career high intercept interception per, interception perception and he, lo, career lows in yards per like game, man. He's just bumbling and fumbling like turnover machine and it's just Insane. He had such promise before that injury, and like. I, so what I, happens? What's the cause of that? It almost seems like, and I hate to say that I'm quoting Skip Bayless, but I gotta give him credit. It looks like he's lost 
his mental poise. It just looks like he forgot how to quarterback. Like, he looks mentally broken, man. And, like, at first when I heard Skip say that, I was like, you're an idiot. But the more I looked at the film, he's missing easy throws. He's forcing things. He's pushing the ball too hard. Like, he's just being an idiot. He's a deer in the headlights. He does not know what to do when he's back there. And I don't blame the Eagles for benching him. Okay, before we get before we get back into the Eagles, that brings up another interesting question, actually. Do you think there's a reputation impact when it comes to young quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks? Because you think of a guy like Carson Wentz. Comes into the league pretty highly regarded. I mean, yeah, he was a Division II guy, but everybody knew that he was supposed to be, like, the guy. Right. Right? And he balled out in the beginning of his career. But now he's terrible. And you also look at a guy like RG3, Heisman winner and a Heisman runner-up, balls out his first year, rookie of the year, and then I guess people figured him out. I think, I right? think, I think that's really, really it is, man. Like You start to get film on a guy, or you start to, like, a guy like RG3, you know, like, you see this guy's running up on everybody, dotting everybody up. I see that I have, what, four or five months to prepare my guys for you. Knowing I have to play you, and I just go, dude, I am not going to be yet another team that RG3 runs up and carves up. I'm going to shut him down. And that's what happens. Look, it's happened to Lamar this year, too. Like, But they always ball out in their first season. You know what I mean? Like, Wentz had that amazing season until he right, got hurt. Dude, there's no film on you, you know? There's no film. There's, like, there's nothing. It's really that, just you making Okay, is, that, is it there's no film? I, I Not that there's no film, but I just think that, like, there's no NFL film on you yet, you know? Like, and... It, eventually they do start to figure it out. Like they they start to shut you down. Like look at Justin Herbert, balled out. Belichick got the film on him and forty five to zeroed him. Do you think there's any impact on like, the teams that play them early that are like, oh shit, this guy's gonna be really good. I think we can't handle him. I don't think it's about that they can't handle. It's just they don't know what to handle. They're not sure what to expect, you know. And, like, Carson Wentz especially, like, he wasn't Division Two, you know, but, like, he was, like, he was the FCS, you know, like, the um, that lower D1 division. Um, so, like, he was a guy who I'm sure very few coaches had any film on. They probably barely studied him, and he balled out, and he made them pay for it. I- okay, so let's say Jalen Hurts. Let's say Jalen Hurts does okay, right? Mm-hmm. Stays, like, like, does okay enough to stay in as the starter especially in a season that could get out of hand, I guess, if the rest of the people in the NFC keep playing well. Um, but say Wentz stays in as a starter. What, like, I don't even Wentz know. Wentz or Hurts? Uh, Hurts, sorry, stays in as a starter. Mm-hmm. Over the last the Eagles four have to get rid. They have to get rid of Wentz, right? But what team is picking up $80 million left on a contract? All right, well, so you say that. But Brock Osweiler got traded. He had seventy-two yeah, million. Yeah, I know, but that was stupid. You know what I mean? But it's happened before, and and, and that could definitely happen with Wentz. Like he's a good enough prospect where that could happen. You know, like and he had one very good year under him. So, but where would he go if you trade? If they trade Wentz, he would still count for thirty-three point eight million in dead money against the Eagles. But. They wouldn't take the $25.4 million additional cap hit that they would have if they cut him. So they, they're they definitely not going to cut him. You know, that's like, like 
I'm terrible at math, bro. That's like 58, 59 million dollars. They can't cut him. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. 60 million. I think it comes out to 70 million because there's like an additional 10 million roster bonus or something. It's like 70 million dollars that they're just not yeah, going to do. They can't afford to cut him for no reason at all. Yeah. Oh, they're, and they're already projected to be around 70 million over the cap already, you know? So, like, they cannot afford to cut him. Even to trade him, they're going to be over the cap. So they're going to have to let go of guys. Like, I don't see Zach Ertz coming back to 2021. You know, Alshon Jeffrey, same thing. Deshaun, they probably got to let him go too. All these big pieces just to get rid of your starting quarterback. Hoping okay. that, hoping that, that someone's going to take the contract. And I doubt they're going to compensate you. So really what you're trying to do, I think, when you trade for Wentz is just get rid of him for the future. I don't know. So, so I, I, I think I agree with you. Uh, I think it's time to move on. But it's hard. Because something's saying. not working. Yeah, it's very hard. And, and I think there are a few places. Like, okay, so, so this is where it gets sticky. Because Carson Wentz is clearly good enough to be uh, like a backup quarterback, for example, anywhere. Like, on any team, I believe Carson Wentz is good enough to be like the backup quarterback. That being said, you can't pay $80 million for a backup quarterback. And then, that being said, so you need a team that's willing to take the risk on you, eat up that contract, maybe give away a few draft picks, whatever. Uh, not even, okay, they won't have to give away a few draft picks, probably. Maybe either a current player. But either way, any of those teams, there are a few that come out to me as, as possibilities, right? So one, interestingly enough, is Houston, I'd say, would make a little sense, but that's probably not going to happen because they can't do that twice, right? Well, if they want a draft pick to recover, because they it would have to be like what Houston did, you know, where you send the player and a draft pick so you eat my cap space, you know. Houston, I guess, could do it if they're trying to get like another first-round pick, you know. No, but if Houston gets Carson Wentz, they would like, but remember what happened with that Brock Osweiler trade? And they'd trade Deshaun Watson somewhere. Oh, I don't know about that. I would. I mean, they're probably not going to do it, but Deshaun Watson's too good for that team. But no, that's what right? I'm saying. Like, he might want out. You can entice him and be like, yo, we're trading for this guy just to cut him just so we can get you another first round pick. Like, we're doing everything, bro. Yeah, maybe. I think, okay, okay. Moving on from Houston, though, I think an interesting place. What if what if we do a, a little Philly swap here, Nick Foles, Nick for Carson Foles. Wentz in I, Chicago? That would be interesting and would definitely be a fan favorite. You know, I mean, you're talking about Foles for, back to Philly. A lot of people were probably wondering what would have happened if we had kept Nick Foles instead of letting him walk, and if we had just let Carson Wentz walk. You know. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Well, Nick Foles just signed a pretty decent-sized contract with the Bears. Three years, $24 million, with 21 guaranteed. But that's something that the Eagles would be willing to swap in a heartbeat. No. Uh, if they could, right? But what if the they Bears? If they could trade Wentz for Foles with the Bears. And it's a possibility, because obviously there's no confidence in Mitch Trubisky right now. Not at and all. And there's not much confidence in Nick Foles, for that matter. So why not go for a guy like Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz definitely has a lot higher upside. Um, I could definitely see that. Wow, that's a very interesting trade. And I like that you're on that tangent because I was actually looking at Jimmy Garoppolo's contract 
and seeing if the Niners would want to swap Jimmy G for Carson Wentz. That's also a possibility. That's interesting too, because right now, I like I don't even know if Jimmy G is as hurt as he is, but either way, he's lost the job, right? I don't think they trust him, you know. And he's locked up until 2022. He's an undrafted. He's a he'll be a unrestricted free agent in 23. Um, it's a 26 million dollar hit next year. You know, it's a lot less than the Wentz one, and. I don't know. They don't like Jimmy G. There's a chance that Shanahan is the type of guy who I think could like revive Carson Wentz's career. But you can't hold on to both of them, can you? No, that's what I'm saying. You trade Garoppolo for Wentz. You know. I mean that. I think that's very like it's very possible. Yeah. Very interesting because neither of them are in a great situation. Both of them clearly have the talent though to play very good football. So who knows what'll happen. Uh, that's a, that's another interesting destination though. And, and yeah. Okay. A third interesting destination. Another one that I kind of like Pittsburgh, even if Ben Roethlisberger stays one more year, even if Ben Roethlisberger stays one more year, the Steelers could be like Carson Wentz is going to be better than any rookie will get. No, for sure. They will have no draft picks. Like exactly. Even if Ben plays another year and is very average, they're not going to be a bad team. Right, and we had, we had talked about this earlier in, in the year before they run on this crazy streak, you know. If Big Ben retires this year after winning the Super Bowl, they'll be fucked next year. If he plays, I mean, they'll way, still be whenever fucked. Whenever Big Ben retires, they'll yeah, still the, be fucked. So the Carson Wentz thing would be a great solution, at least as like a bridge thing. I could see the Steelers opting for more of a guy like Sam Darnold, like you were talking about earlier. You know, cheaper so that they can still focus on winning now. Um, and then just trying to develop Sam Darnold for dumb cheap, kind of like the Saints did with Jameis. Well, uh, I think I think the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's interesting because you don't want to waste the prime years of that defense. Exactly. No, you don't want to waste the prime years of that defense. So, oh, so you're saying like so. Yeah, because Wentz would be much more ready. I think he would do, Wentz could do very well in Pittsburgh. They've got a good line, very good weapons. And a lot of this hate we're giving on Carson, bro. You were calling him the backup, man. I definitely think he could start in the league. He's playing with some bums out there. We were all raving about Travis Fulgham and stuff. He started Travis Fulgham like, who was that other receiver who who balled out briefly in the beginning of the season? And then, I don't even know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't even know this guy's name. I don't even know. Then they've Jalen got, Rieger? Not even, that's what I'm saying. It's not Jalen Rager because he's their rookie. Like, that's what I'm saying. I don't even know the, the guys they're throwing to. We're talking about them cutting. Alshon Jeffrey? I mean. They don't have Jeffrey or Deshaun Healthy. Like, they like they just got Ertz back. They just got Goddard back. Like, they don't have a team. And, like, one of the reasons why Nick Foles balled out is because when he played, that defense was disgusting. That team was spectacular. Like, they had Corey Clement still, like, balling, remember, in that Super Bowl. I mean, Jordan Howard feasting, like... But that's, was... exactly, that's exactly my argument for the Steelers, pretty much. Because when you have... I mean, when you have a defense right now that, that can win you games, right? That's that dominant. You don't want to waste it by having to... Right now, their backup QB is our Mason Rudolph and Josh Dobbs. Jesus. Right? Who you aren't starting quarterback caliber. So why not get a guy that's ready to play? A guy that clearly has potential and can be very talented. So why not go for it? And then build up your offense with your draft stock. 
No, that'd be gorgeous. You know, that's actually like, – I didn't even think of that. And I really would depend, I think, if like the, like the Steelers win the Super Bowl and if Big Ben goes into the night. Because that, that's a big swing, you know. It's a huge swing. I, and, yeah, the Steelers, yeah, they, they don't – I don't even think they've planned that far ahead. I don't really think they know what they're going to do yet. But I think that could be an interesting option. Otherwise, I don't know. Do you know any other teams that would want Carson Wentz? I don't know if any of these teams and would be willing to play to pay for it. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if these t- any of these teams actually would love Carson. I don't know Wentz. if any of them will. Yeah, I don't know if any of them will. And I think we're kind of we've discussed a lot of where he would go, Spencer. But I'm assuming this is all contingent on the fact that we're assuming Jalen Hurts in this scenario the starter. Yeah, he he does well, right? Yeah, at least decently well. What if he sucks? Like, what if? Because first of all, like, it's not gonna be as much as the Eagles. I don't know. I don't know what you do. <laughs> like, <laughs> because the Saints are a great defense, you know. Yeah, they, yeah. they are a great. You fucking give up. <laughs> <laughs> like, if Jalen Hurts goes out there and implodes, and all right, we'll do. You think there's a way he implodes so hard that they shove Carson Wentz back on the field, or no? Yeah, I do think I do think so. Wow. Okay. I mean, let's be real. Okay, let's be real. He was he was like okay last week, but he was five for twelve with a touchdown and an interception. Hundred eight I yards. Mean, yeah, I think. the team the team had a the team had like a way better energy when he was playing, and he did have a touchdown. Was able to move the ball. That being said, it's not like he was fantastic. And I don't think he's going to be fantastic. It was definitely considered a bit of a reach when he. Got drafted in the second round. Um, that was pretty high for Jalen Hurts, the guy who some analysts had pegged as a backup quarterback. Man, like I mean, I love Jalen Hurts personally. I love Jalen as college. a. F- I think he's very good as a football player. I think he's a he's a great player. Like, is he someone who I think with time he can develop? Yeah. Are you saying that week fourteen he's gonna ball? No, bro. Like this would be a huge upset for him to actually come up oh, with yeah. a dub this week, and. I don't even know if it's fair to expect him to do that well. He's got to do decent. I hope they let them. Let I think him. he's got to do decent. I think the Eagles have to let him ride the last four games, barring like a terrible implosion. I don't know. I disagree. I think that you've got it. You already know who Carson Wentz is. You've got to see exactly what Jalen Hurts is in order to decide, am I trading? Am I saying fuck it and I'm just keeping Carson Wentz? Because if you wait one more year – that contract softens up so much. Like, I mean, I think it's, I think it's Carson Wentz's contract. Yeah, like it doesn't soften up by like a lot, but it drops down from. We no, were talking. it gets worse. Are you sure? I thought it was like twenty-two million if you wait till next year. No, so right now, right now, his his salary cap hit for this year is eighteen million dollars. Next year, it's thirty-four million. Ooh, it almost doubles. So you can't afford to wait and see another year, right? No way. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. They're kind of screwed. Oh, no, no. Look. Mm. Uh, I mean, I mean. It's still terrible. Yeah, I'm reading into that. Yeah, it's- I don't want to say, I don't want to say regardless, but okay, either way, I think there's a scenario in which in which Wentz does come back in, especially in this weird uh, NFC East sort of division we're in right now, 
where where everybody still has a shot at the playoffs. Um, I think that could be a reason to put Carson Wentz back in and say, hey, Jalen Hurts isn't working out right now, uh, but we still have a chance to win this division. We're going to try to go back with Wentz. Maybe he just needed a kick in the ass. Yeah, I mean, maybe this is the wake-up call he needs. You know, like, I hope so. Like, I love this Jinji guy. Like, I was sad when he went down. And it definitely sucks seeing a guy just not come back to how he was before. Maybe we were bamboozled and fooled. I mean, he's been he's been pretty bad. <laughs> he's been pretty bad, man. Like, I just don't think it's Jalen Hurts' time to shine yet. And... I mean, I mean, I guess for for Jalen Hurts' sake, I hope he does well. And for the Eagles' sake, honestly, I hope he does well, too. For because Philly that'll fan, give them something to ride on. That's what I'm saying. At least if Jalen Hurts balls, you know, and you make him your starter next year, and Carson Wentz sits on that bench because nobody wants him. He can't sit. No, I don't know. He's At least you can stomach it. He can't sit on the bench for you nothing. Can, you can stomach it, Spencer, if you have to. I don't knowing know if you have can. a starting quarterback. Just pretend you have Carson Wentz. It. Just pretend you have Carson Wentz starting and Jalen Hurts is actually playing, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'd be able to do that. What's the alternative? To just have him sit there. Would you want him to play? Like, would you want him to? Keep, would you want him just keep playing know. and being terrible? You know, like or would you rather I don't have know, him at least? But he's just stealing your money. <laughs> okay, like what if what if Jalen Hurts is the next little Russell? You know, like he's the next little Russell Wilson. Would you would you not want little Russell Wilson out there on the field and Carson Wentz draining your bank but on the bench? I mean, yes. I mean, yes, but then what's the point of having Carson Wentz? What's the point of cutting him and still paying more money than having him, you know? Like, I mean, yeah, you can't cut him, but you could at least get something for him. <laughs> no one's going to take anything if they trade him, Spencer. That's what I'm saying. If you trade you don't Carson think, Okay, but what if they're just like, yeah, I'll take over like 70% of the contract. Do you remember what happened with Brock Osweiler? They sent Brock, and they had to send a first-round pick for with Brock so they could cut Brock. Who'd they get for Brock? No one! So who'd they send a pick for? Yeah, how did Brock leave the Texans? Where did he go? To the Dolphins? To the Browns. Oh, to the Browns first. You're right. The Browns paid his contract, though. Right? Yeah, and then they cut him. I mean, yeah, because Brock Osweiler Brock Osweiler was traded to the Cleveland Browns along with the two- Texans' 2017 sixth-round pick and the two- their 2018 second-round pick in exchange for the Browns' 2017 fourth-round compensatory trick. Wow. That's real bad. <laughs> the trade was termed by ESPN's Adam Schefter as possibly the most creative trade in NFL history. <laughs> so what we're saying is the Eagles have to create an even more creative and elaborate trade. Wow. I mean, they've got to... But that's what I'm saying. They have to make some sort of trade, right? It's not going to happen. I already, they gotta get some benefit. Somebody will do it. The caps next year is projected like 170 million. It's not that high, especially because TV revenues this year have been so goddamn low. So, I don't see any teams saying, "Yeah, Carson." Except for the teams we named, where they're swapping QBs. You know, I mean, even like Jacksonville. I don't know if Jacksonville has the cap space to do it. They're gonna have they this, don't have a quarterback. But they're gonna have like this they can get like Justin Fields, you know, like they won't take Carson Wentz. Yeah, you're right, exactly. That's why yeah, they're gonna get Justin Fields. Okay, but either way, it'll be really interesting to see <laughs> how this plays out. 
Uh, if you have a better a better recommendation, you can let us know on our Twitter at defumblebrewski. Uh, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But I guess for now, it's one game at a time. Yeah. See how Jalen Hurts does next week, and if you're an Eagles fan, just pray. Just pray <laughs> that Jalen Hurts is the truth, man. Pray because if not, this is going to be a dark, dark next couple years for Philadelphia Eagles fans. And with that, I think we say goodbye to episode 20. Episode 21 coming on Saturday. Episode 21 coming up on Saturday. Thank you for listening, boys and girls. Snap, crackle, pop it up. Fuck you, Rice Krispies. I wasn't going to let you get away with it. Never. Never, ever. Fins up. Fins up. We'll see you. We'll see you on the weekend.